You're listening to A Sunday Kind of Love, a podcast best listened to on a cozy Sunday afternoon, curated with love and deep intention, sessions to expand and pull you closer to who you are and what you deeply crave. It's time to live a life that is meaningful, full of purpose, and feels just right. It's up to us. It's up to us. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. So, the last few episodes that we did together, they were very contemplative and beautiful. It was a lot of turning focus inward and just asking ourselves what we want to create. And today's episode is just a bit about the bliss I've been feeling from what I've created in my life the past year when it comes to home. And since we're all at home together right now and you can't really leave, I thought, you know what? A great time to talk about my relationship to Lux minimalism. So that is, like Marie Kondo says, keeping everything that only is useful or sparks joy. And to me, if things are useful and beautiful, they really do spark joy. The space in which we live should be for the person we are becoming now, not for the person we were in the past. Marie Kondo. How do you feel in your home right now? I hope you feel really calm and cozy. I hope you're surrounded by things that make you feel comfortable. I hope your kitchen has comfort food for movie nights. And I hope your pantry is full of nutritious items that you can cook your favorite recipes with. I hope when you crawl into your bed at night, you say, "Ah, I love home. I love my bed. I love my safe space. I hope that you have a place that you feel you can retreat to, that you can sit with your cup of coffee and maybe have a really nice view of the outdoors or just of your space that is full of items you love, intention. I hope you feel light when you think of home. I hope the energy there is free and flowing and not stagnant. I hope that coming home after a vacation feels just as good as the vacation itself. I've done a lot of traveling in my life and through those travels, I've picked up here and there things that I'd like to incorporate at home. Whether it be a tea that's served at my favorite Nordic spa that I want to keep on hand in my cupboard, 
or whether it be just experiencing how luxurious, nice sheets feel and clean bedding, bedding that has a smell of calming lavender or peppermint. Just spacious. So the first time that I really remember my awareness shifting when it comes to those serene home vibes was when I was on a trip with my bestie. We went to Thailand. This is many years ago. We were in our early 20s and we were more fixated on partying than staying at Lux hotels. So most nights we stayed at beach bungalows for $8 a night. Um, so they were still very beautiful, but you know, not as luxurious as we could have if we spent a little more. We found this place called Eden Bungalows, and we found it after nights and nights of living in hostels. And we said to ourselves, we deserve just like a few nights of freshness. Let's stay and pay a little more. So we rented a room at this beautiful place called Eden Bungalows. And I still remember how it felt and how it looked. We walked in, the bedding was crisp white, the sheets were soft, the duvets had the perfect amount of fluff. There were orchids on the bedside tables. They were purple. The furniture was light wicker or light wood. The shower had Aveda products, so shampoos and conditioners and Lux body washes made with plant and flower essences. There was a dimmer in the shower. It was really blissful. They had a bowl sink. It was the first time I had seen a bowl sink. And my mind took a mental picture of that and said to myself, don't ever forget this. Create this someday. So I think luxury begins with a clean space, with a clutter-free space. So if you have some time this week, maybe just grab a clothes hamper and go around your place and just kind of take out the obvious stuff. That's a really good way to start. You can just go from room to room. And remove the stuff that's obvious that's like, okay, I don't need this anymore. Start a donation pile. And when you're ready, I encourage you to Marie Kondo your whole home. Because it feels really good. So yes, because I've been on this journey of creating spaciousness at home, I mean, everything from decluttering junk drawers to getting rid of my numerous amounts of books. I'm a book collector, or I was one. I had a bookshelf that the shelves were literally like bowing. There were so many books, and I thought I needed to keep all of those books. But what I've realized since getting rid of so many is that the books that are there now on my high vibrational bookshelf, they're books that I now love and read and use. Versus before having a bookshelf full to the brim of so many titles that I could literally open up a spirituality and self-development library, I chose to part with them. I chose to trim them down 
trusting that whoever got them at Value Village needed them. Because obviously I didn't, if they're just sitting there creating a heaviness in the room. Like if you picture that way that it felt to be in that room with the bookshelf just sagging, you know, that to me is not respecting the books. It's not respecting the bookshelf. It's not respecting the space, the room. And you feel the stress when you walk in. Huge thanks to my friend JN who helped me do that process. It has been life-changing. I love picking a book to read something from during every podcasting session. And it's so nice to just walk up to the bookshelf and just see the space in between the books and think, okay, what am I going to read today? What can I draw from today? Speaking of which, I'd like to read you something from... His name is, I'm not going to pronounce it right. The book is called Peace is Every Step. The author's name is Thich Nhat Han. The Path of Mindfulness in Everyday Life. The little short story I'm going to read, it's just one little page. It's called Washing Dishes. There's so many short stories in this book, and they're all so, so, so beautiful. This is called Washing Dishes, so I hope you're somewhere cozy as I read it. To my mind, the idea that doing dishes is unpleasant can occur only when you aren't doing them. Once you are standing in front of the sink with your sleeves rolled up and your hands in the warm water, it is really quite pleasant. I enjoy taking my time with each dish, being fully aware of the dish, the water, and each movement of my hands. I know that if I hurry in order to eat dessert sooner, the time of washing dishes will be unpleasant and not worth living. That would be a pity, for each moment, each second of life is a miracle. The dishes themselves and the fact that I am here washing them are miracles. If I am incapable of washing dishes joyfully, if I want to finish them quickly so I can go and have dessert, I will be equally incapable of enjoying my dessert. With the fork in my hand, I will be thinking about what to do next and the texture and the flavor of the dessert. Together with the pleasure of eating it will be lost. I will always be dragged into the future, never able to live in the present moment. Each thought, each action, in the sunlight of awareness, becomes sacred. In this light, no boundary exists between the sacred and the profane. I must confess, it takes me a bit longer to do the dishes but I live fully in every moment, and I am truly happy. Washing the dishes is at the same time a means and an end. 
That is, not only do we do the dishes in order to have clean dishes, we also do the dishes just to do the dishes, to live fully in each moment while washing them. So this is a really big topic and I don't want to lose you in it. So I'm just going to focus with the kitchen since I randomly opened that book and it talked about doing dishes, something that many of us think is so boring and mundane, but there's a lot of joy in it. Starting with, what's the lighting like in your kitchen? Do you have maybe a dimmer switch for when you are doing these tasks? Can you dim the lights? I feel lighting is very important. And something as simple as, what dish soap do you have? So I brought with me um, two of my dish soaps. They both smell delicious. So this one here, it's called, it's by Method. So they're totally plant-based. And it's the grapefruit scent, which is very good for just making the space feel really clean and it's really mood enhancing. Um, so I, I love that one. And I also really love my peppermint dish soap that I have from Sage Wellness. Also really good for you. And when you are washing the dishes, it is pleasurable. So that's something that I really love. And... Do you have a mat underneath your sink for your feet to stand on that feel comfortable? Is your kitchen set up with harmony and flow? Is it easy to cook? Like, is your kitchen set up intentionally and in the best manner? Like, how many kitchen knives do you have right now? Could you maybe pare them down and keep only your favorites? Like, how many do you need? These are all questions I asked myself when I was doing this process. Living with my friend Jayanne, who is a cook, um, we lived together a few years back, and it was really nice to have someone who was a cook really come into the kitchen and really organize the space in a way that feels right for the cooking. And she laughs every time I tell her how much of an expander she was living with her, like watching her cook all of those beautiful vegan meals because she was vegan and she was so good at cooking and watching her passion in the kitchen. It was truly, truly inspiring, but it's true. The way your kitchen is set up, if it feels hard, it's going to be harder to enjoy the space. So I'm all about setting up the space in a way that fe feels really good and brings a lot of joy. So smell, touch, taste, sound, all of these experiences, these senses are experienced in my kitchen every day. And they can be in your house too. So I'm just going to bring a few examples to hopefully illuminate a little bit of the joy I've been feeling. Smell, like I said, the dish soap that smells delicious. Taste, I love to have fun and play with my food. Like, okay, so... How can I be more playful 
with the taste of my food. So maybe that means buying a few different types of cheeses. And even though you've had all those cheeses before, taste testing them to notice the difference in the flavors, which one's sharper and which one's milder and, you know, the flavors in it. Same with peppers. Buy a few different kinds of peppers and do a little taste test, different varieties. I feel touched in my kitchen by the feeling I get when I sit in my chair that's positioned by my window. So if I'm not having coffee on my deck, I'm usually having coffee there if it's a cooler day. And I liked my my kitchen to be clutter-free so that when I look there, I don't feel any negative, heavy feelings. I feel calm and bliss and serenity. Cleaning that clutter takes no time a little bit of intention, a little bit of effort after every meal. But then when I wake up in the morning and I see the serenity in my kitchen, it feels really good. And that chair is set up by my patio door so I can look out and notice my big tall trees out in my yard. And I have my favorite blankie, my favorite blanket on that chair. So it's soft. It's like one of those faux fur blankets. So I can enjoy my coffee wrapped up in that as I'm gently waking up and I don't feel a huge to-do list. I want to talk about the sounds of the kitchen. You're going to think I'm really funny when I tell this story, but I lived in Vancouver a little while, well, probably about two years ago now. That's not important. But the place that I stayed at, they had a stone countertop. I think it was granite. And I fell in love with that sound of cooking and putting your spoon or your mug or your bowl on the stone countertop. It's ASMR to me. (laughs) So I don't have a stone countertop in my Moncton home. I hope to have one someday. I don't have one now. So how do I incorporate that sound into my kitchen that brings me a lot of pleasure? Is I have a little white quartz cutting board. It's really beautiful. It's white and it has gray veins in it. And that's where I place my coffee cup every morning. I pour the coffee in, I stir with the spoon, and I set the spoon on the quartz. And I get that sound in between the silence. There's those beautiful sounds. So start with where you are. You can go room by room, or you can go category by category. But just remember, less mess, less is way more. Create that spaciousness. Let the air flow. Look at home as a reflection of who you are. In a sense, my home is a bit of an altar. It's a representation of things I love, things I find beautiful and healing and true. Everything is energy. And I create beautiful energy by what I bring in. And it feels really good to do that. Home is my favorite place in the world. The one I'm in right now 
and wherever I live in the future because it's not about the space itself. It's about what we do with the space that we have. And it's about who we share it with. It's our happy place. It's where our tastes are displayed. It's our place to exhale and just be. So yeah, this week I spent it at home. I didn't leave the house other than the grocery store and daily walks with my dog, Roxy. On numerous occasions, I just had this major sense of gratitude for what I've been creating in the home this year. And it was a lot of work, but by taking the time to do this, I'm really reaping the benefits now, so my hope is to encourage some of you to tackle it as well if you need to. Clearing space, making space, getting rid of things, facing things head on, like paperwork or old sentimental items that just aren't bringing me anything anymore. They're not serving my life. By doing all of that, I've, I've felt this immense joy of spending time in this space. There is a lot of joy at home. If you visualize and if you look around, there's a lot of joy. And you are the magical creator of it. So I guess I just have a few questions for you. And the biggest one is simply this. How do you want to feel when you walk into your space? when you're lounging in your space. What does cozy mean to you? And is there an area of home that feels just right? there's not how can you create that today so when you do enter this journey of decluttering and Marie Kondo in your space remember the energy of Aries of being the ram of you know plowing through Finishing to the end. There's a lot of power in that, in setting your mind towards a task and bringing it to completion. That makes you feel really good. Um, so when I've been doing this to my home, there have been a few challenges that I've experienced. So I'll share them with you now. Old photographs and old journals. At first, I thought I want to just get rid of them because, like, how many pictures do I need of me partying back in the day? But then I realized, you know what? If I just get rid of these, I may regret it. I need to go back and see what I can gather from that time in my life and 
maybe read a few more journals of what I was experiencing back then before I part with it, or maybe create a little scrapbook of some of my really fun memories I had. I don't need all of the photos. I've decided that, but I do want to keep some of the moments from back then. I don't want to forget, but I don't want all the clutter with me, if that makes sense. And this is very personal because books and books of photographs may bring you a lot of joy. It's so personal. Like everything I'm saying is personal. Another thing I found challenging, which I'm still working on, is my jewelry. I... I said earlier I was a book collector. I was also a jewelry collector. Every place I'd go, it would be like, oh, I always find a souvenir of jewelry. And when I say jewelry, I'm not talking like rubies and gold. I'm not talking about expensive jewelry, but I love accessorizing with jewelry. But if you have so much of it, you can't even see what you have. It just defeats the purpose. It's just too much. So I'm paring down my jewelry and I'm only keeping the things that I absolutely love, that I absolutely wear. But it's hard for me to get rid of some because I think of, um, well, for instance, I used to sell Stella and Dot. So I had some Stella and Dot jewelry, which is very expensive in my opinion. And it's like I felt so wasteful donating it. But then I thought, wait a second, I could sell it on Kijiji, yes, or I could donate it to Value Village and whoever finds that treasure will be so happy to receive it. And this piece of jewelry will be loved the way it needs to be loved. If I can't give it that love, why am I holding on to it? What kind of energy is holding on to something that I don't like anymore, that I don't like enough to wear? So I decided to donate those with love thank them for what they brought me and donate them and kind of say this silent prayer that whoever finds these will really, that they'll really bless their lives. Same with the books I donated and anything else I'm going to donate along the way, along this process. And sentimental items can be hard as well, but I just want you to remember when you're going through your stuff, just forget about feelings of guilt. Higher self, lower self, we're going for higher self. Why are you decluttering? Why are you making space? Why are you getting through stuff? You're doing it because it, it makes way for new life. It allows yourself to breathe. It allows your home to breathe. It allows you to see everything you have. Getting rid of stuff, it saves you time. If you know exactly what you have and where it is, it's just, it makes it so you know ahead of time where it is so you can just do things with ease. If you're going to the beach, you know exactly where your bathing suit is that you actually love and wear. You know exactly where that sunscreen is that you actually really enjoy the ingredients in, that it's not harmful, not full of parabens. You've gotten rid of all of the products that have the parabens and the crap and the junk that you don't want on your skin. You don't want to breathe it. You don't want it in your home. And you've gotten rid of it to make way for products that really align with who you are. And by getting rid of everything, it may feel at first like, well, I can't get rid of things, but you're getting rid of things to really take care of what you have now. You're only bringing in quality. You're respecting what you have. It's definitely less stuff 
but it's higher quality. It lasts. You treat it well. It's really an energy thing. So I really hope that this episode helped. I hope that my love of luxurious minimalism doesn't seem out of this world to you. If it doesn't align with your life, if you love a lot of things and that brings you joy, that is equally as beautiful. What we're going for is feeling as good as we can in our space. The homes we're living in, the places we have, even the vehicles we drive, how can we get the pleasure out of them that we so deserve? We've been working really hard for our money. We've been working really hard to pay our mortgages and our car payments. So why not have them be as happy as can be? Why not make it as aligned with how we want to live? Have a lovely week and can't wait to see you again. Thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate you guys. And I've had a lot of beautiful comments come my way about this podcast. The reviews that I have on Apple from you, they mean the world to me. I actually teared up when I read a few of the last ones. So thank you, thank you, thank you so very much. Talk to you soon. If you'd like to help me grow, you can leave me a rating on whatever platform you're listening to or share it with someone who needs it. And you can find me at thegoddessgatherings.ca. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.